Welcome to Satisfied, a podcast hosted by me, Ashley Pardo. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, business coach, and former private chef. Satisfied is all about finding fulfillment, confidence, and peace in your body, business, mental health, relationships, and life. If you're an introspective, deep, and sensitive woman, Satisfied is for you. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's get into the show. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I wanted to spend this episode giving an update on my relationship with alcohol because I have had some new updates (laughs) and revelations and I just kind of wanted to share what I had been thinking and this is always something that comes up in terms of questions whenever I share about alcohol and I honestly haven't shared about it in a really long time and I was going to do some Instagram stories on it and I was like, you know what? let me just record a quick podcast. The podcasts, since we have started the new episodes under Satisfied, we've had 10 episodes so far. This is number 11, have been about 20 to 30 minutes. I'm glad that they have stayed in that ballpark. They are digestible. They feel good. Y'all can let me know if you like that length. We will have our guests coming. I know I've been talking about that. I have been securing our guests. Our first guest is going to be recorded next week. So it will come out the week after next week. I'm not sure exactly of the date yet uh, or what that is. I don't have the calendar near me right now, but uh, I'm going to tell you that it's going to be really, really worth it. And I am excited for all of the guests that are to come. I also wanted to share that Blossom Body, which is my six-week strength training program, my first strength training program, uh, is open to the waitlist right now. Uh, if you are on the waitlist, you get a discount if you join. So the program is $97. If you're on the waitlist, if you're not on the waitlist, it's $127. And it will open for enrollment to the public at the $127 price this coming Wednesday, which will be September 20th. But you can still get on the waitlist. You can get on the waitlist at my Instagram bio. You can also get on it by heading to the show notes and looking at the link there. Uh, I am so excited for this program. Uh, it is a long time coming and I'm excited to add this arm to my business and to share these workouts with you. And so many of you have signed up already and I am so, so appreciative of your trust in me because obviously this is the first time I'm putting something like this out there. So DM me if you have any questions about that at Ashley K. Pardo on Instagram. Uh, I really, really can't wait to share that with you and to see how all of you do with it. It's going to be kind of hard. (laughs) It is not going to be like an easy breezy program because it's meant to give you results. And with weightlifting, you do need to get a little out of your or very out of your comfort zone relative to where you are right now and bring the intensity and get those results. I've also been getting and also Blossom Body starts on September 25th. 
and the workouts will be released via my Kajabi membership portal on September 24th, so we can all start together. Uh, It's also a dumbbell-only program, four days a week, two upper workouts, two lower workouts, and that is it for Blossom Body for today. Uh, I also wanted to share that Intuitive Macros, my signature nutrition group program, is coming back in October. So I've been getting a bunch of questions about that lately, and I'm also going to add a VIP option this time to that program because I know that getting results with your body and with your physique take a really long time. Intuitive Macros is a six-week program. Even if you do coaching with me, it's 12 weeks. And so much of getting results in terms of muscle has to do with time. I recently, or a couple months ago, I shared my two-year progress around strength training. And it's astounding what can happen in two years, but it takes time. So I wanted to offer a lower cost, longer program so that you could get the workouts from me you could get macro suggestions and macro education from me. Nutrition is really important. Macros are a great flexible control framework to get the results that you want, namely eating enough protein and carbohydrates because those stimulate and help you uh, create muscle growth. They help you with recovery. They help you with during your workouts and energy for your workouts and stuff like that. So I will be sharing more about that once Blossom Body, once the Blossom Body launch wraps up. Uh, but stay tuned. There's a lot of really good stuff coming in the business. Also the Intuitive Macros certification for coaches. We are midway through the program right now, six weeks left. And I switched it to become a 12-week program. That won't start again until 2024, but I will be enrolling for that in November. So stay tuned for all of that stuff. Uh, I really can't wait to continue sharing all of this content. My business has shifted a little bit over the past few months into more specifics around strength training and nutrition. Obviously, the mindset stuff is there, and I love where everything is headed. Many of you, we're going into some updates here. Many of you also have been asking a lot about my dad and my grieving process and how I'm doing. And I, it has been very interesting. I am doing great for the most part, but it doesn't mean that I really think that grieving, especially something of this magnitude, I, I really think that it will be just a constant ache. And I think I said this uh, maybe on the last podcast or the podcast before that, that, you know, I think, you know, just by the questions that I get and, you know, people feeling like, how is she doing? Is she doing okay? I think that it's just one of those things that you live with, right? Like you live, sometimes you have an injury that doesn't go away and you just kind of like live with it. And this is one of those things that a huge part of me is missing and I cry often about him because I miss him and I don't think if anybody has had a parent die, maybe you can relate to this, but I think that this takes a really long time to process, Uh, you know, something of this, how big this is. Uh, even over the, it's been, it's going to be four weeks now, the day the episode comes out, it's going to be four weeks since he died. And I don't know that I have fully processed it. I, I don't know what that would mean to fully process it. So I'm having kind of an interesting process through this, uh, sort of the fact that like, 
where did he go? He's not here. Having the realization of, I think I said this before, like there's going to be a time when I don't see him for 10 years, you know, like his memory is very fresh right now to me and like the senses, like how he smells, how he looks. And it, it is, I mean, it's interesting <laughs> and I am learning a lot through the process and I want to honor him each day and honor his legacy as I am his living <laughs> legacy, obviously, and I represent him. And I have also had a feeling that many of the things that I missed about him are now in me, like the comfort that he provided me and the advice that he gave me are now just like in me. And that was an interesting an amazing switch that my mind and my body did where I heard literally in my brain one day as I was going through these things of like, where, where am I going to go for my number one comfort? I have a lot of sources for that in my life. Thankfully, a lot of friends, a ton of support. And, but my dad was like probably the number one advice giver to me and, and my biggest comfort, honestly. And I heard in my brain him being like, or something being like, now it's just in you. I think I might've said this on another podcast, but it, it continues to become solidified. So I think it's the ultimate both and situation where I am doing really well and I will always hurt about this. And I will keep updating because like I said, many of you ask and I'm grateful for your questions day to day, I'm doing great. I feel energized. I feel positive. A lot of things are in motion. Um, things are good. And there's this huge thing missing that will always, 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 always be missing. And I think a lot about capacity and capacity for feelings and pain. And it's an, like I'll say probably 500 more times, it's just an interesting process. And I will continue to share and I, if anybody has any questions about anything, just let me know. So I wanted to, like I said, talk a little bit about my relationship with alcohol. If you've been following along for years, you know that I've had kind of a back and forth relationship with alcohol. I used to be a party girl in college and even up until my mid twenties, like severe party girl. And after going through my sort of spiritual wake up at 26, my relationship with substances and food changed where I no longer used them to zone out. I used them deliberately to as an addition to my life. So I will partake in THC. Nowadays, I have for forever, uh, like edibles and stuff. You know, I eat sugar. I will drink from time to time now. And it's all very healthy. Like everything is very detached. Take it or leave it. This is just fun. But I went through a period when I was dating my ex-husband, because uh, when I met him, I ended up gaining a little weight because we were partying and having fun and eating and I just didn't feel well. So I think I was sober for two years, like in 2015, 16, 17, 18, around there. Uh, there was a big chunk of time where I like really just did not drink at all. And I felt great. And then through the years, I have, I've never been an alcoholic. So let me just say that. 
I wouldn't even classify myself as a gray area drinker. My friend Jolene Park, my friend colleague Jolene Park specializes in gray area drinking where it's like, you're not a full on alcoholic, but it's also like not good for you. So I don't even think I would consider myself that because I could like really take or leave alcohol. But there have been moments over the last several years where like, of course, I want to, again, knowing I don't have an issue with it, I want to go have fun. I would go to Vegas or I would go on trips with friends or even just like Friday night or Saturday night, you have a glass of wine at brunch, you know, you have some a mimosa, even though my mimosa is like... <laughs> champagne with like a fucking speck of OJ. Like those are Lauren Bostick's words um, from the Skinny Confidential. Like the tiniest amount of OJ or guava or peach juice or whatever it is. And even during those times, like straight up alcohol makes me feel like shit. Like it makes me feel horrible. And the healthier I become, the more I realize that. And when I moved back to Miami, I was obviously with my friends, back with like my best friends and because most of them are located here, like my OG high school childhood friends, like they are still my people. They're still like my OG circle. And then I pick up, you know, a little handful of friends along the way through like every era of my life. But like my Miami friends are like my like sisterhood. Uh, and of course I have other ones too, but um, they are like, you know, they know me inside and out. They've been with me for like 20 plus years. So when I got back, it's like, all right, let's go to dinner, even to dinner with my family. I wouldn't say I was drinking a little more. Uh, I never have more than like two drinks. Uh, no, actually, no, never. <laughs> I never have more than two drinks. But even two drinks started to make me feel hungover. And the next day I'm like, I feel horrible. So for the past like two weeks, and when I say like my drinking frequency, I'm probably saying like maybe I would drink like once a week or once every two weeks since I got back. Maybe I even had a stretch of a t of time when I wouldn't drink for like a month. Remember also my dad was sick when I was here and I prioritized time with him. I would still go out obviously, uh, but I I just remember feeling like, ugh, the next day, like even after a glass and a half of wine. And I'm not going to lie, like I love the feeling of, you know, you all know that I'm really into wine. I know about wine. I am educated on it, certified in it. And I like the wine culture. It's a little annoying sometimes too. I mean, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> People are like really serious about wine. I'm like lighten up a little. Um, but, and I know because I was in that culture for a while. So I just started noticing that I felt like shit and I would notice it in my workouts and in, I just felt like my vibe was low and I felt like, okay, whatever frequency I vibrate on, on a day after I drink, I am like, you know, 10 points below that. And I'm like, do I really want to do that? Like, do I really want to feel this way ever? I'm kind of going through a period right now of like, do I really ever want to drink? I'm sure I will again, but the last two weekends, I haven't at all. I had my birthday. Uh, I had my birthday weekend, which was really fun. I went to dinner, went to drinks with friends like just it was an active weekend and it was really fun I chose not to drink I chose not to drink on like a really sp another special night that I had like the night before my birthday 
because I knew I was going to go work out with Brittany in the morning at my gym at the Lifetime that opened up near me. And I just, I hadn't worked out with her in a couple years because she's had kids. And it was, we decided like, okay, on the morning of my birthday, we're going to do a birthday workout. It's going to be so much fun. And it was, and I just wanted to feel good for that day. I wanted to feel energized. I wanted to feel amazing. I wanted to feel like myself. Alcohol does not fit in that at, at all. And I was so happy I didn't. And like, it was totally fine. I think that sometimes you have to like re-remember that you can still have fun without it and that it's like totally fine. And I always knew that and I've done it so many times that, but I kind of got out of it now where I was like, woo, just having a little more fun, like glasses of wine, some margaritas or whatever it is. Still obviously like staying consistent with everything else, but I'm just like, I feel like shitty during this workout right now and like this sucks. And I also started running lately and doing my more cardio, more movement, and I just feel really good. And I was kind of re-reminded of that again this past weekend when I had stuff every single day to do and there was alcohol obviously available and I just chose to have a mocktail or, you know, I did have a sip of Dom Perignon at my grandma's birthday, like a couple sips of it. It was fine. It was her birthday. And I was like, this is like a celebratory thing, maybe two, three sips, no big deal. Uh, And again, waking up this morning and feeling totally fine and waking up yesterday and going on a really early run, really grateful that I hadn't drank. So I'm kind of in another period right now where I am really seeing how good I can feel and I feel really, really good. And I think sometimes when you feel so good and you know what takes you out of that feeling, and again, like I said, I even if I do drink, I will still do my workout. I will still walk, but I just feel bloated. I feel lethargic. I feel like my vibe is low. I feel like my eyes look different. Like they're not as crisp. And I'm like, ugh. like, do I, do I really want to feel like this? <laughs> do I, is this really worth it? So I'm actually going out of town this week. So I will probably drink a little when I'm out of town. We will see. I'm going to take it day by day. Even like over the last two weeks, I never said to myself, you're not going to drink for your birthday or you're not going to drink for however long. It's truly like in the moment decisions that I make to prioritize feeling good. And I think that that's a food thing too where you stay present, you stay in the moment, and from there you make calm and confident decisions. It can oftentimes feel very scary to be like, I'm not going to overeat and I'm not going to drink and I'm not going to eat gluten for however long versus taking it moment by moment. And a big part of this too is that you have to already be feeling good to make discerning decisions because if not, you don't you don't want to maintain, you don't have as much drive to maintain that feeling because you don't feel good. Then you have to really go off of like discipline and being like, okay, I'm really making a decision in my own best interest right now, but I don't really feel that awesome. So I think that a prerequisite is already feeling good. That way, when something comes up, you can be thoughtful and ask yourself, do I really want to take myself out of this feeling? Is it really worth it for me to partake in something like that? which is going to knock me off a little bit and I'm just not going to feel as good. 
And maybe it's because I'm in just a growth period right now. Like I'm going through like a deeply spiritual growth period because of what happened with my dad and because of some other stuff. And it feels really good. I did drink at my dad's celebration of life. He was a big tequila person and I had some champagne. I had a tequila shot. My best friends that lived down the street because uh, I am living at my parents' house or at my mom's house right now. Um, that's something you have to get used to when a parent dies is saying, instead of saying my parents now, and like now you just say like the one single parent, which is an interesting thing. But I am living with my mom and I will stay here for a little while to so we can help each other through the grief transition. But my best friends live literally down the street and they were really close to my dad and they brought a bottle of Blue Label because my dad really loved Blue Label, Johnny Walker Blue Label. It's a really nice bottle of whiskey. I had some of that. So I was like, you know what? This day is going to be a day that like I do this and it was worth it that day. And, but again, I felt like shit the next day. (laughs) So again, this is about discernment. This is about like commitment to feeling good and knowing what it is that makes you thrive and what doesn't make you thrive. And at this point in my life, I don't want to have a day where I'm like not on it. You know, it's kind of like being sick, like being sick sucks. You're like relegated to the, it's like fun for like one day. And then I'm like, I got to get up and do something, you know? So I share this because I know that many of you, based off of what you have told me and the things that you ask, go through this as well in terms of reevaluating and potentially being sober curious. I think it's worth it to go through a period where you don't drink so you can see what that's really like and expose yourself to something like that, to the potential discomfort, to speaking up and saying something. I will say nobody cares. Nobody notices. If you have a drink in your hand, nobody nobody can tell. <laughs> and with drinking, something else that I realized was like, it's fun for like te- literally 10 minutes. It's fun when I order the drink, when I'm excited for the drink, it comes, I have the first sip, it's like, yay, delicious brain sparkles, right? Like first, I am a lightweight. So like it takes me three sips to even feel something to feel anything. Uh, And then I'm like, good, pretty much. And then after that, I'm just like, huh, all right, what's next? (laughs) You know, and and now I don't really go into that territory of like having six drinks or whatever. So I, but again, I know that it's, it goes through your mind potentially, because if you're listening to this, it's likely that you are like me and you are affected by these things. And I think sometimes you have to let the journey ride out. Like I had to drink a lot, not condoning that, but I had to drink a lot many times to then say, okay, I don't like this anymore. I don't want to do this. Or I want to be more discerning about it. And the same thing with food and like overeating and stuff. Like I had to do that hundreds of times to really know what it feels like. So now my decisions to overeat, like it's just not even a decision. It's like, it's just not going to happen. And that took a really, really, really long time. So if you're on that journey, I don't know if it can happen with force. I don't know if it can happen with like, again, blunt force of being like, you're not going to do this. You have to feel the value of not doing it. Like, and you have to value that more than whatever you get from overeating and over drinking. And I know this because again, I, this is me and it has to happen through the seat of power. 
through the seat of you making your own decisions, not some thing that you're going to force on yourself. And that's not like a sexy answer, but it is also, I think, how the most sustainable change works because it comes from the seat of autonomy and it comes from you being in that powerful seat and saying, I am choosing not to do these things because it doesn't serve my highest self. It doesn't serve my goals. I got big goals right now. I have a lot of things I want to do. A lot of things are in motion in different areas of my life. And I want to be clear and I want to be present for it. And I want to feel good. And when something zaps your life force like that, it's like, huh, does this really fit? Does this align with me? It's a big question. You know, I think of that a lot. The life force. If you've seen Stutz, which I don't know if it's allowed now to like, of course it's allowed, but like Jonah Hill did that documentary. So now I see it differently. I'm like, uh, you know, again, not necessarily a surprise because we know those things happen, but Stutz on Netflix documentary about Jonah Hill and his therapist. Stutz is his therapist, but Jonah Hill is in the doc. Uh, Stutz talks a lot about life force and this vibrancy and that's really all we have. Everything is for the life force and bringing out that energy and that beauty and that vibrancy and that aliveness. That is why we do anything. We work out and we eat and we choose to drink or not to feed that life force. And that is where all of this decision is coming from. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this up now. It's a little longer than I wanted it to be, even though it's I know it's not super long. I am so grateful for you for listening to the podcast, for supporting me, for everything that you do, for your questions, for you all reaching out. I have just really felt the love over the last several months and I feel you with me and I am so, so grateful that you take the time to listen. And again, if you ever have any questions about a podcast topic that you want me to do or whatever, just send me a DM on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. I would love to do an episode or riff on something that would be helpful to you. So please keep me posted if you have one. In the meantime, I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. I'm sending you so, so much love and I will talk to you on the next one. I didn't say see you that time. (laughs) Good for me. Thank you so much for listening to Satisfied. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram where I post content every single day at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoyed the show, I'd super appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes and or Spotify. If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show, or you just want to say hi, send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from and connecting with you because you're the whole reason that I do the show. I hope that you find satisfaction wherever you are right now.